Welcome to the Loop Zone. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another action-packed episode of The Loop Zone, the number one podcast for travel ball parents and youth coaches. I'm your host, C.J. Beatty, the baseball and softball motivator. Co-host for today is former professional softball player and varsity coach, Brianna Cherry. What's happening, Coach Cherry? What's up? What's up? I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. I'm so excited to be here in another action-packed episode. I'm ready to go. Hey, yo, you have to t- take that excitement up a little bit. I'm ready to go. There I'm it is. Because you, you said excited, babe, and, and the excitement, I wasn't, okay, here we go. Our special guest today <laughs> is Matt Lyle. Oh, my God. Matt Lyle is here. He's regarded as the only, not like one of, no, like the only individual in his field to coach at every level in both baseball and softball listen up listen to these levels like little league travel ball high school naia division one two three plus the mlb like this guy's he's he's bar none for real currently matt is the softball is a softball coach at fresno state university and carries over a half a million followers across his social media platforms let's give it up for the man of the hour coach matt lyle Oh, what's Thanks, going CJ. On, Thanks, coach? man. Hey, man. Always good to talk to you. I love talking to you, and always our time. So I'm I'm excited to be on here and, and chatting with you, man. I'm excited. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Great you see how it. he said his excitement was there, baby. All right, I got it. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I got this. Hey, look. I'm telling you for real, guys. All the listeners out there that tune that's tuning in, this is baseball and softball royalty right here. You right. guys have no idea for real. That's why when he said he was coming on, I was like, oh my god. What? I need to roll out the red carpet for my boy. He's like, he's like Pope status. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you, would you think so, Matt? No, I would not. I, 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 for me, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just no, no, a no, regular hold on, guy. Hold on. Don't be modest. Pope status. I mean, he's like mark your calendar. <laughs> I heard Matt Lyle speak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's funny. I appreciate that very much. I said, I, I love, I, said, I love, I love talking the game and helping people out just like you do. So that's why I think, I think you and I are kindred spirits. We're, we're brothers because we're, you know, we're, we're cut from the same, the same cloth. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode is a must listen. It's packed to the top, to the tippy top with information pertaining to recruiting and gaining exposure. This is an episode you might want to download for sure. So listen up for real. Make sure you get your pen and paper ready. Go to a quiet place. Grab a seat on that beanbag I always refer to. Turn the volume all the way up. All the way up. Make your favorite drink. Or a snack because we are quarantined right now. Whatever you got to do so you can get relaxed and enjoy this podcast. Mm. Today's big three topics are. Here we go. Number one, go where you are loved. Love, love. Number two, 
a scout's checklist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And number three is launch angle for my child. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Today's episode is called Recruiting Tips Part One, okay? And the reason why, before I kick it to Matt, the reason why I wanted to, to talk and, and bring this particular episode to life is because so many times in my DMs at the grocery store, in line at a, yeah, at the grocery store, Walmart, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, hey man, you look like you know what you're talking about. I got a recruiting. They don't even know who I am. They just be like, I got a recruiting question. <laughs> so I just said, this has to be an episode topic. Recruiting tips, part one right here. I just want people to have a head start, Matt. Matt, I want people to have better understanding to increase their awareness when it comes to their children um, going to the right college or getting seen or getting that type of exposure. Mm -hmm. So that's why I felt like you were the best person for this episode. And I'm so glad you're here to kick it off. Let's, let's go ahead and get this thing started. All right, so I want to kick off this first topic really quick for us. Um, the first one is go where you are loved. Um, the first topic being that the first question is, is what are some signs that a college loves me versus likes me, Matt? And this was for you. So just for all those listeners out there, how can you tell which college really, really loves me, really wants me to attend or one that's, you know, just kind of likes me? Well, I think it just, it starts with, uh, the ability and the desire, the passion of, of the coach and, and their desire to build a relationship with you. You know, if it's just emails and invites to camps and you don't get a lot of contact. Now, obviously we have different rules, you know, baseball and softball, like in softball, we can't even talk to you until September 1st of your junior year. So I think, I think a lot of kids, a lot of times are like, Hey man, I'm not getting any love from coaches. And don't realize that coaches can't even talk to them so or can't even talk to them about recruiting so um but when we talk about love i mean it, it's really you've got to be understand just like um you you know you're dating a girl or dating a guy it's like you know what's their real interest Are they just kind of feeling you out which is which is which is okay but if you want to know if they really love you like they're really putting the time in to get to know you they they, they're really pursuing you they 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 use language like hey we really want you to be a part of this not just Thank like you. hey you know yeah. we're, we're we're checking it out Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I like the fact, Matt, that you brought that to, and I feel like, cause I'm a, I'm a pop-up book learner. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm very, very visual. And what really grabbed me right there is when you said take dating as, as, as a way of looking at whether your child is being recruited properly. You know what hmm. I'm saying? Like in the dating world. You you yep. know I mean if you don't I mean, if you get if if you're if you're getting left on red and being ghosted <laughs> you, you, right, you're you're, right. you're not you're not getting the love mm -hmm. exactly and and, take a hit that. and that's what I'm saying like I never really looked at it like that Matt and I and I'm telling you look at parents if you're on here today youth coaches if you're on here today look at it like dating if you're always after their attention all the time like I've, I've sent them emails over and over again I haven't heard from them. Uh, hello <laughs> hello yep. if you showed up at a camp and, and I, go ahead 
No, I was just going to say, and just one of the things I learned from one of my old bosses is she would say, hey, you know, if we're going to be with you for four years, it's going to be like dating. It's going to be like marriage. Like we got to, we're going to, we got to, if we got to commit to you, you got to commit to us. And it's a big deal. It's not like, oh, I'm kind of interested. I kind of like this. Like, hey, it's a, it's a four year commitment. It's a, it's a big time commitment. So on both sides. So, you know, you got to make sure that love is there. And, and, and yes, yes. And, and just to piggyback, you know, what you just said. I wrote down and I put three exclamation, make that four exclamation marks behind this word right here. You said language, is the language there? And, and it took me back to my time getting recruited. And like when I got done getting recruited and I, you know, I, I chose North Carolina A&T State University, but literally I had over 65 letters of interest to go to any baseball school in the country. Like I'm telling you, name, you name it, I got it in my mailbox. But I chose North Carolina A&T because they were D1, even though they were D1 AA, they were D1. They played the big time schools. They were 25 minutes from my house. But the language, Matt, is what got me wanting to go there. Mm -hmm. This coach, when, it, when that clock strike 12 in the morning to make it eligible for them to go after me, that coach called me, hoping to get the voicemail just to be able to throw his hat in the ring. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like that's, that's that type of um, love that we all long for in the movies. Like somebody that stays up late just to make sure they hit your birthday on time. Like That's they right. did that, they did that for me. And my mom, my mom was taken away. That's my mom was, yeah, That's my mom was like, oh my God, like no other school called, but North Carolina A&T called me as, as soon as I was eligible to be talked to. You know what I'm saying? So the language, if, is the language there? If it barks, it's a dog. If it meows, it's a cat. Don't try to force a cat to be a dog in this recruiting. If they're not after you, turn the page. What do you, what do you, what do you say about that, Matt? Yeah, I totally agree. And like I said, I think you, you were a perfect example of if someone's really interested in you, the, the language and they're, they're thoughtful. I mean, like you said, the birthdays. And, and I think that, you know, coaches are, it's just that, you know, that coach is not, you're just not another number. You're just not another person, but when they're actually thoughtful in the way that they approach you, that thoughtfulness goes a long way. And you, like you said in your story, it, that thoughtfulness went along with your mom, with you, and it got the job done. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I like that. That was good right there. Um, let, let's, let's move on to, to topic number two. <laughs> topic number two, a scout's checklist the reason why i wanted to really bring you in on this is because of what your bio says dude you've been at every level you've seen it on both sides of the fence baseball and softball right yep I've, i'm a pro scout so i wanted to bring into the attention like when you go to these big tournaments let's just say matt you're going to a big time tournament right and you know there's going to be some players some top level players there under one roof, because you know this what you know, scouts are lazy these days. Like if I mean I'm I'm sorry to say it, but they are. It's like, hey man, if I can go under one roof and see yep. all the talent, I'm going there. And that's why these big tournaments are big draws for teams, because they know yep. the scouts are coming. But when you're there, Matt, right? What are some of the things that you would say is on your personal checklist? Because I want this to be what you personally think, because what one scout deems appropriate to scout might not be what another scout looks at. True, 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 very true. So therefore, I don't want people to think like, well, Beatty says, CJ says this, Brianna Cherry says they look for this. Matt said, listen, be more open because scouts look for different things. Yep. What do you think, Matt? Question for you, balls in your court. What's your checklist or some things that you 
that you look for at a big tournament? So for me, the first thing I'm looking for is power bats and power arms. I mean, there, and there's just no other way of, of putting it that, you know, I think um, to me that those things stand out the most, you know, kids always ask me, how do I stand out? It's like you hit dingers, you're going to stand out to me. So, you know, same thing. If you throw hard, you're throwing hard and blowing it by people to me, that's going to stand out. So if you want my attention, standing out with power bats, power arms is that's the first thing I'm looking for. And, you know, I think that I used to say a lot that attitude and effort and, and those are the things I look for first and, I, and, and how you carry yourself to me, especially at the higher levels, like that, those things are bare minimum. Like if you, if you don't have a good attitude, if you aren't showing your best effort, I don't really care what your skills are like. So to me, that's the, that's the bare minimum. You shouldn't even be playing this game or saying, Hey, I want to play in college or, Hey, I'm trying to get noticed. If, if you aren't willing to be a good teammate, to pick each, pick your teammates up, to hustle, to work hard, to look coaches in the eye and be respectful the game then you are you're not being serious about playing at the next level anyway so to me those people are off the list already so to me I think those things are all great things like they, they they're down there in the list for me like you know eye contact be respectful be a good teammate hustle effort attitude those things are all great don't get me wrong those are very important and uh you got to have those things yeah but, but, you're me, saying, but you're saying they're like that's like come on that's like a no-brainer basically is what you're saying yeah, like I'm, to me, say I'm looking for effort and attitude, but it's like, why are you looking for that? If you don't have it, don't stop. Stop thinking that you're going to college is basically what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying that if, if that's the case and you can't even have that, you, you can't you're not going to be able to handle high level college baseball or softball. You're just not going to be able to do it. It's going to kick your butt. So, you know, now it, I would tell you that uh, there are I still there are kids who don't have power bats and power arms that I, I, the second thing I look for is athleticism. I tell you, I, I can turn an athlete like my my mindset i know there's coaches that, that want to recruit players to just play like they go out there they recruit players the, the top players and they just want to play my mindset is around development i love developing people i love developing players so for me i'm looking for that athlete that maybe hasn't reached their potential yet they haven't reached their ceiling but you can see it you can see there's something there mm -hmm. they're athletic those are my favorite players because to me i'm like oh you know what i get my hands on them and now they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna reach their potential and so for me personally i just like i'm a development guy and so i love finding people that i think i could develop to go from from good to great and i, and I think the same thing about i think the same thing about um people in their like in their personalities for me you know that tv show last chance you if anyone's ever seen it it's kind of crazy and you got all these kids but like that's my dream I, I i want those guys if you tell me oh this kid's a bad kid he's had he's trouble he's done all this stuff i want that kid because i want to love on that kid i want to develop that kid as a person and to me a lot of those recruits that i hear about like they're bad seeds or bad parents there's always more to the story you know what i mean there's always more to the story kids that I, i've come across a lot of troubled kids in my day and i tell you if you love on them you develop and you put you invest in them you know I think you could turn them around so to me I always like to hear about hey this kid's got some skills but he's a problem to me I'm like okay I'm interested in that kid because that means everybody else gave up on him didn't really get a lot of interest in them mm -hmm. and so for me I, I look for that too I look for people that say oh he's really good but you don't want him because he's got a bad a bad attitude to me I'm interested in those kids because I, I think there's a reason why there's always a deeper reason why I like that I like that having that having the patience to know that too and I think that's mm -hmm. what really separates a good coach from a great coach is having that patience. You know, yep. for, for me at the big tournaments, when I'm going, I always talk about having tools that bark real loud. That bark yes. real loud. You got to have those tools that bark. Um, and I feel that uh, I, I really do feel 
that your strengths should be perfected. People always mm-hmm. like if you have a good arm, you need to make it great. Yep. You know, you need to go from good to great because you can get lost if your tools are just stuck at good. Good is not good enough. Good is no longer good enough, depending on where you would like to go to school. You know, you need to shoot for great. If you're a person that hits for power, if you're a good power hitter, you need to be a great power hitter. You need, because that's what gets scouts to look in your direction. Like, I just don't want, I'm not going to travel across states, fly, drive, hours, just for a good player, right? You're not looking for good players at Fresno State. You're looking for great players. Yep. We're not just going to be like, hey, man, we're, we're going to settle for good. And, it's, and I'm sad to say that, but it's true. It's called life. You need – if whatever tool that you have that is good, it needs to be great if you want yep. scouts to look in your direction. You know? And so- one thing – but the one thing I would add is this. I, I, at the high division one level, like we're looking for that talent. We're looking for those best players. And if you are not one of those players, but you've got the attitude, you've got the effort, you've got the drive, you're willing to put the work in – there like is that. a place for you. There like is a place that. for you. Like I said, I've coached NAIA. I've coached D2. I've coached D3. And I've coached great kids with great talent. And, and uh, I've loved those teams. And so if you're a kid who's like, oh, man, you know what? I don't stand out. I don't, I don't stand out above everybody else at this showcase. I, you can stand out with attitude and effort. Yep. Yep. It, and, and there is a place for you. There are coaches going to love you. There's D2 NAIA coaches that, that are D3 coaches are going to love you. You just can't go into that. You can't go into that showcase, be middle of the pack from a skill standpoint, be like, oh, man, these SECs, SEC and Pac-12 schools are giving me no love uh-huh. because you got to understand that's the difference. But like you, like you said, North Carolina A&T, and I went to a small NAIA school. I went to D2 school. I've coached all those levels. Mm-hmm. The, the, the whole thing about got to go D1 and got to do those things, man, get a good education, get a great experience, and you, yep. can, get that yep. at any, you can get that at any level. So if you're, if you're a kid listening to this and you're like, oh, man, I don't, I'm not that power bad. I, I don't stand out at the showcases. But you do have a good attitude. You do get effort. You're out hustling everybody on that field and you're working out working everybody. There is a coach that's looking for that. There is a coach that's out there watching that and seeing that and they want you. Uh, and uh, if you want to stay in this game and you love the game and you are willing to work hard enough, there is a place for you somewhere. You just got to you got to find it. and You got to be patient for it. That's that's. I just wanted to say, like, personally, that's awesome information for people because uh, one of the questions that I wanted to come into was just kind of piggybacking off of what you said was, are there still colleges out there that are willing to develop or, you know, refine a player? Because I said that from a personal standpoint because, you know, I say for me coming up in high school, I was average, you know, one of the, you know, base hit hitters just in the gap, whatever. But then, you know, going under the teachings of Mike Lotif, like I was able to really find that potential and find that power that I did have. And, and so just for those who maybe don't come out the gate, just freaking hitting bombs off the wall, bombs out the park, you know, at the big tournaments and stuff like that, just coming from you, I think just reinforcing that idea that, Hey, there's still places for you out there that know that you have this talent it may be raw but i'm still that type of coach and there's still coaches out there who are going to mold you um and get the best out of you absolutely and for me see my journey has been different i i coach d3 naia and a lot of d1 coaches have not really gone that route so for me 
in order for me to win at those levels, I had to develop people. So for me, my development mindset, it, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wouldn't be that way if I started in D1 my whole career. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at the, at the NAIA level and having to coach D3, I had, as a coach, I had to work my butt off to find those players and develop them in order to win and move up the ranks and to win, you know, conference championships and that stuff. So for me, uh, I, there are a lot of coaches out there that are developing players and making them better at the lower levels and at the higher levels too. Uh, I, like you said, I think you just get, you got to find some of those coaches that are willing to invest in you and develop you and do that. And uh, they are out there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but it's still, it's still like you said, man, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to not say this because it's, it's a big business, Matt. Mm -hmm. It's a big business. Like if you're a new coach at a D one, you gotta, you gotta do your best to 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 earn your stripes. Mm -hmm. You can't just take a, a a project every 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 time you bring in a recruit. Yep. Like you need to win. No, and I'm not saying that you no, gotta take it. No, no, take I was I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to say that. I'm just giving it different. Just totally. giving another perspective. Yeah. Of of there are colleges like you said out there that still do that, but he broke it down to say like, you know, he could do that, afford to do that because he had to develop people at the NAIA yep. levels mm -hmm. to do that. And the D1s are, are doing that as well, but not as much. They don't have that leniency yeah. to be able to do that because of the D1 You still level, have the time. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. I got you. That, we got to, we got to, you got to focus on higher level stuff. And I'll tell you, you know, Augie Garrido, rest in peace is one of the greatest baseball coaches of all time. One of my mentors. And he told me, and he said, talks about in one of his books that potential is the, is the worst word in all of recruiting and coaching. Like he hate, he hated people with potential. He wanted players that were polished and came in ready to go. And that was his mindset. And he, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's probably the most winning coach of all time. So there's definitely another side of the coin in the sense of, Hey, you can't have 20 projects on your team. You can have one or two, sometimes but you can't have 20 different projects and so you know when kids ask me all the time how do I get noticed I tell them hey you know what instead of playing 100 games this summer and going to 100 different showcases mm -hmm. get out into your backyard and start developing your skills Preach skills that. is what's going to set you that. apart and so for me I just get so frustrated with players that tell me oh man I've been going to 20 showcases and I played 150 games this summer I'm like well how much did you practice Oh well, we practiced you know a couple times two months ago and, and <laughs> stuff like that. It's like, hey, how are you? How are you getting better? So I tell kids, hey, if your if your schedule is in seventy five percent training and twenty five percent games, you're doing something wrong because you need to get your butt you need to get your butt back into the facility, back into the cages, and and refine your skills, your glove, your arms, your bat, everything. And I think that's the the spot that a lot of recruits and kids out there, the showcases are missing. It's like, Hey, just want to showcase, showcase, showcase. But if you don't have the skills to showcase it, you need to go back and get the skills. Yeah. And not only just that, I think not only the players need to know that, but the parents need to know that as well, because they're always trying to, Oh, make sure I get my son and my daughter in this tournament, make sure they get seen, get seen, get seen. Okay. <laughs> you're paying all this money to get your child seen, but what are you doing behind the scenes? Yeah. Like yep. what are they doing behind the scenes? Are they getting the lessons? Are they getting the work done? Are you taking them out in the backyard or to the, you know, field down the street or whatever? Like what are they doing to prepare to, to, to get to the level that they want to get to? Mm -hmm. Matt, you know what I always say? If your parents have to continue to remind you, remind you to practice this every day, every week, or or just they're just constantly reminding you, have you ate this? Did you prepare? Did you prepare for did this? You work out? Did you, did you work out? Run? Did you long did toss? You uh, did you do this? Did you do this? You know what I tell them? I tell the players, I said you need to pick another sport. 
because obviously your parents wanted more. Because if they got to remind you to do it, they don't have to remind you to play the video game. Right. Yep. They don't have to remind you to, you know what I'm saying, to hang out with your buddies or whatever it is that you love to do. Stop telling people you love something that you have to be reminded yep. to do. Right. If, right. if you're a kid, if, if you're a kid listening in and you're telling and you tell your parents, hey, I'm bored, I'm bored. And I hear the word bored again. Like my kids, too. I said, you know what? I didn't get bored when I was a kid because when if I felt like I was bored, I took a tennis ball and I threw it against the garage door for three hours, fielding ground balls and trying to hit a little target on there. And so, you know, what I mean, it's just like there's no reason to ever be bored. So that's that's one of my least favorite words from kids nowadays. Hey, I'm bored or because it's like, man, when I was bored, I went outside and got work done. Right. And uh, is launch angle for my child, meaning meaning everybody's doing launch angle, right? They're talking about it. They, they, it's, it's like the hottest topic. Should launch angle, <laughs> should I do this? Should I swing up? Should I swing for the fences? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do that, right? So I wanted to bring this topic to the light, right, for, for you, Matt, because you're one of the most popular hitting coaches out there. Like, what's your views when it comes to that? But but at the but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is it for my child? Yeah, that's so, a good question. I, I would tell you, you know, most of my hitting advice that I've learned was from this guy who did a music video called Mr. I Don't Bunt. And so, so that's where I got a lot of my instruction from. Say, say, hold on. Say, say that loudly for the people in the back because they need to hear so, it. There's a, there's a video I watched one time that got me all uh, fired up on hitting. It was called Mr. I Don't Bunt. And, I, and I, I watched that and I learned all about hitting. So there, there, there you uh, go. That's just a special plug. I love that video. So, you know, is, is launch angle for my child? You know, I'll tell you what, you know, my kids and the kids I've coached and the classes I've done. It, it, I just think it's a bad conversation to be having for, for parents and for kids. I, I think that, you know, I think that hitting the ball hard is the number one thing. Like I think for kids it's like do, you know, do damage, try to hit the ball hard. That's number one priority. Okay. And I think, and I think that when we talk about launch angle, I, I always ask kids like, you know, what, what would be a goal? What's like, what are we trying to do? We're trying to hit the line drives over the shortstop, right? That's, that's, that's a good goal. Like line drive over the short stop in the gap get a double defense we're like we all agree like no everybody here is like oh wait, i mean that's good i want to do that well what's the launch angle of that okay it's like that's 10 to 14 degrees okay mm -hmm. so if you want to talk about launch angle let's talk about that hey, you know 10 to 14 degrees but instead of like talking about launching on that way why not just talk about hitting line drives over shortstop's heads or second baseman's heads and then the gap i mean i just think it's the same conversation i think it just gets i think it gets misconstrued into these numbers and try, like i said hitting over the ball of the fence and and so for me uh, with especially with the with young hitters, man, try, trying to hit a ball is hard enough. You know, it, with with the ball moving, and as as I'm developing at my age, and so I, for me, it's I want to square that ball up hard, and I want to square that ball up hard often, and I think that should be the main priority for everybody that, that's hitting. And and if you, if you can't do that, then launch angle doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, if if if, if you if you hit the ball in the air every single time you hit it. I, I tell my I tell my baseball guys, the pro baseball guys, this: the fences. Let's say, for example, the fences are three hundred and thirty feet, mm -hmm. and you you can hit the ball consistently three hundred and forty feet. Hey, let's talk about that launch angle. Let's get that ball in the air. Let's let's do that because you can hit a lot of home runs. But if you can only hit the ball three hundred and twenty feet, and we want to talk about launch angle, then you're going to lead the country and fly out to the to the warning track and didn't do anything. So I, I just think that we got to get away from that conversation in the sense of. Um, that being a priority, and I think we should talk about high line drives and base hits and, and getting on base and doing damage 
And I think at the higher levels, as you get older, then we can start talking about launch angle and, and understanding that. But I think using the language of like high line drives, I, I think it's just a better, uh, better use of the, of the term. Yeah. I, I, for, for, for me with launch angle, with, with launch angle, it's more of a, it's more of a tool. It's a tool that you can use for the appropriate player that you're working with, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't like the cookie cutter mentality of everybody on my team needs to be doing launch angle. Everybody on your team doesn't need to be doing launch angle because you don't have a team full of robots. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's different. Everybody, uh, you know, processes information different. So if you're a young coach or youth coach on this, on this podcast right now, or a parent listening in, launch angle is not necessarily uh, automatically for your child. You need to be able to try it, try it out, try the shoe on. If it doesn't fit, you need another shoe. Don't just force it on just because it works for the next person. You know, I remember back in, uh, in college, there was a time where our hitting coach uh, wanted everybody to kind of do a leg kick because it gave one of the players on the team more power, and he was one of our weakest hitters. And he added a leg kick and he started driving the ball deep in the gaps and over the fence. His power numbers soared. Well, you know what he did for everybody else? He said, everybody, we're going to work <laughs> on leg kicking. And I mean, of course, he didn't touch me. I got, thank God, because I was hitting. But everybody that wasn't hitting, you know, they were on coach's list to do a leg kick. You know, yep. I, I don't think that every coach and every parent needs to go for what's working for somebody else. Try it out. If it doesn't fit, try something else. But Launch Angle, I feel, is just a good resource or tool just in case somebody needs to use it, but not everybody needs to use it. Uh, Coach Sherry, what do, you, what do you think about, you know, the launch angle thing? That, have you encountered it at, at the high school level um, uh, on varsity? or what, I mean, what's your take on, on, on the launch angle? Well, for me, honestly, I'm pretty old school. I mean, I haven't really heard too much about launch angle. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said before, being under the teachings of Mike, Mike Lotif, um, you know, it was also, it was split grip, you know, power from the hips. Um, your hands follow through, things like that. So when it comes to me trying to swing up and swing for the swing for the fences and everything like that, to me, that's kind of just boring. I mean, I, I just, I like it old school. I like the way I was taught. Um, I don't think that you need a lot going on to be able to be a good hitter. So to me, launch angles like, like a different, a foreign language to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I got you. And, and, I, and, and just again, like what Coach, Coach uh, Matt was saying, Coach Cherry was saying, find out what works for you. You know, you can try it out. And if it doesn't work, that don't mean cram it down your player's neck. Oh, man, if you, if you, if you don't get it, we'll try it again tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't. If, you, if you're going to keep putting it on everybody's, everybody's uh, plate to eat, you might as well change your team name. You're, you're, the, you're the, uh, the Southeast Launch Angles. That's what you need to call your travel <laughs> ball team, the Southeast Launch Angles. Yeah, and I think the best point you made in all of that is just that every kid is different. Every kid's got different. And I'll tell you, I've worked at the major league level with a, with, a, with a whole organization of minor league guys, and, like, everyone needs to have their own plan. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just because one kid's doing this, you can't compare, you can't compare your swing to that kid's mm -hmm. swing. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got to have their own plan and not cookie cutter. And like I said, your, your story of the high leg kick thing, I, I, I see it all the time. Hey, all of a sudden, Johnny's doing this. All right, everybody, we're going to do this now. And it's like, oh, man, that worked great for Johnny, but it didn't work for the other 12 guys on the team. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, so we are getting to the end of this podcast, but we like to do something super fun at the end. It's called Fastballs Down the Middle. Mm -hmm. So it's the fun part of the show when I read out a series of words to you, and you got to say the first word that comes to your mind. So oh, boy. Do not 
take any time. This is literally the first word that pops up. Matt Lau, are you ready? I'm scared, like, but I'm ready. Listen, 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 Matt, I didn't tell you about this because I wanted <laughs> you to make sure that you oh, were caught off guard. Now, Let me tell you, you cannot pause. It's got to be something that's quick. Right, and if you, if you take too much time, if you think about it, you are going to hear this sound. <laughs> the worst sound that you've ever heard. It's I'll, I'll do my. I'm gonna do my best. It's. I'm telling you, it's, it's All right, terrible. Here we go. All right, I, I'm focused. Here we go. Barry Bonds. Steroids. Monica <laughs> Abbott. Beast. Houston Astros. Cheaters. Nike. Love it. Adidas. Love them. Video games. I stink at them. <laughs> oh, too much words. <laughs> One word. McDonald's. Ew. <laughs> uh, Matt Lyle in middle school. Pain. pain. <laughs> Matt Lyle in high school. Player. <laughs> and Matt Lyle, the coach. Love. Ooh. So you went from pain, player, to love. <laughs> I matured. Maturity. It sounds like some real, some real growth took place. I like that. Oh. A lot of maturity. A lot of maturity. It took me a long time, but I got there. <laughs> My mom would say uh, it took me a long time. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Next, we have our last thing that we do every episode, our biggest takeaway for our listeners. We're going to wrap up the show. We're thinking about it. I'm going to start it off with my biggest takeaway. Cherry will be on deck, and then you'll bring us in as our third hitter for the takeaway. My biggest takeaway on today's episode Recruiting Tips 101, Part 1, whatever you want to call it, you got to know. You got to be more aware. I need for you parents and youth coaches out there to be more aware of the valuable resources of information out there. Today should have been a kickoff to you hunting for more information. Like we gave you some, some in deep, we gave you some in-depth information to what we look for when we go to these big tournaments. We gave it all right there. I need for you to be more aware. That's my biggest takeaway. Be more aware of more information out there to help you during the recruiting process. Um, my biggest takeaway was actually something that, uh, that Matt said. Um, I really like the fact that he said that attitude and, you know, effort and things like that, that should be, you should have that as soon as you cross the line. Mm -hmm. Like that's not something really that, and I'm sure other scouts look for that. But in this day and age, if you don't have that effort and that mindset and that mentality when you step across the field, like, why are you even here? Mm -hmm. So my mm -hmm. biggest takeaway is just the fact that you need to be ready out the gate. Your skill needs to say, needs to tell your story. Mm -hmm. Your skill needs to show that I'm the best on this field and I'm here to take somebody's spot. I'm here to get a scholarship. I'm here to get looks. I'm here to do whatever it is. The skill is what's going to take you to where you want to go. Matt? You know, for me, my big, the biggest takeaway is just that listening to the two of you do this podcast and, and I, can, I can feel the passion and the love that you guys have for helping parents and players and coaches out there. And so for me, the biggest takeaway is just appreciation for you guys and for, for everything you do. And I, I think that people have learned a lot from that. And I think that, like I said, to me, you guys are growing the game. You guys are growing people and that, there's nothing better in the world. 
I appreciate that, man. Thank you, man. Thank that, you. That, that, Thank mean, you. that means a lot, bro, coming from you, man. All right, well, well, that's, that's our time for today, guys. <laughs> that was fun. I'm exhausted. I feel like I've been running track. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm, I might be out of shape. Matt, thank you for coming on with us today. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man, I, I, re I really appreciate it. It, it. it means a lot. It was awesome. Real quick, tell our listeners. Knows me. He knows me. I told you. I told you he knows you. <laughs> That's what's like, up. for real. He knows me. Real quick, tell our listeners where to follow you and contact you if they need to. Well, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's at Coach Lyle. Uh, I, I need those Instagram followers like uh, CJ has, so hit me up. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I would tell you, guys, if you get a chance, check out thehittingvault.com. That's yeah. where all my hitting, hitting stuff is. And, uh, you know, it's all focused on parents and players developing, uh, developing better and, and being better hitting. So check out thehittingvault.com and, and, and hit me up on Instagram, too, at Coach Lyle. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, guys, hey, this podcast is where you need to be at. I mean, it's growing rapidly. I really appreciate it. I'm getting text messages and uh, emails and direct messages from people that I haven't talked to in years saying, hey, man, we love the podcast. I'm like, whoa, I thought these people were mm. dead. They're hitting me up, man. Like, what's going on? But, hey, shouts out to my co-host, Brianna Cherry, for helping me out. I appreciate her insight and having her on here with me. This is The Loop Zone, the number one podcast for travel ball parents and youth coaches. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all available platforms, especially Spotify. Help us help you by sending in messages and topics and great suggestions. I'll see you again next time, people. TBM fam, TSM fam, stand up. Thank you for listening to The Loop Zone, the number one podcast for travel ball parents, coaches, and players. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Motivational Nuggets, the baseball and softball motivator brand, and Beatty Music. Did you love this episode of The Loop Zone? Well, head on over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time, family. Thank you, and have a good day. Man, sometimes all you got is you. Nobody else want to help. But you got to get there. You got to stay locked in. So what? Nobody want to help, man. You got to get the job done. You got people counting on you. Your future counting on you.